With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Well with Zenobia Bailey. We just want to thank everyone for joining us today. And I have as my very special guest, Michelle Dean. Michelle is a licensed agent with uh, New York Life. And Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that many people know about Michelle and that I've come to learn is that she has a passion for helping women just as I do and being in the financial area she has a particular interest with helping us to handle our money better in fact she believes that money is a tool without a manual Michelle would you elaborate on that for us a bit what do you mean by that Well, I think we grow up in a world now where there's not a lot really taught about how to handle our finances. Even with young people today, I find they don't learn how to do checkbooks and they don't learn to use register and they don't learn that starting young with your finances and saving, they just don't find value in that. It's not something that's taught in the schools. And I think that's a shame. It is a shame. Uh, Go ahead. So what now? Well, if it's not taught in the school, then how do most people learn about money? If they don't take a class or, you know, follow the career path that I've chosen, then they basically learn from mistakes. They learn from their friends. They learn from their family. But most of the time I find that the friends and family, they're not financial professionals, so they don't really know either. So you're not learning from somebody who really understands what it takes to build a financial future. Okay, talk to us about that because um, I I am the first to admit that I am not a financial whiz by any stretch of the imagination, but I did all of the best I knew how. Now, I did learn by the seat of my pants what I do know, and I did everything, both my husband and I did everything we knew to share with our children uh, how to make good financial decisions and what it meant to save and allocate and all of that. But talk to someone that comes from my vantage point as well as someone who may often find themselves um, overdrafting, misspending. Uh, can, can you spend, I know we only have 15 minutes, but can you spend some time talking to both of us? Well, the very first thing I usually do when I sit down and talk with somebody is just learn what their budgeting skills are and we go through what I call a spending diary and that's just basically to give me some information about where they are right now with their spending and their money habits. And it's also a great tool to give them that aha moment because a lot of times 
we just swipe our card. And at the end of the month, we look at the checkbook statement and we think, oh, my, where did I spend all my money? Where did it go? How many times have you asked yourself that question when you get to the end of the month? Where did all the money go? I do. I, I do find myself asking that question at times. I really do. Right, right. So the first thing you have to do is really understand what your money is doing for you and what it's not doing for you. And that's where the spending diary comes in. And then I sit down with you and help you figure out how to make your money work better for you. Ah, okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, about the the, the diary (laughs) and how we might be able to get um, our hands on a diary and more than that, be taught, get some tips from you uh, about handling of the diary. Maybe we'll have time to do that, but if not, at least um, we can uh, give the audience uh, contact information on how to get a hold of you. <clears throat> now, Absolutely. you had, uh, in, in our, one of our conversations, you mentioned to me, and I build it in the promotional mat- uh, material, uh, regarding uh, those of us who are living in poverty today and how fast that number is growing and of particular interest is uh, women who are over 65, who are finding themselves in poverty. What's happening, Michelle? Talk to us about that. Well, when I got in this industry, I heard a statistic that the majority of those over the age of 65 living in poverty today are women. And that really frightened me, and I wanted to figure out why. There's a lot of reasons why that is. One reason is because statistically women live longer than men. So we, you know, you're with a married couple and the, your husband passes away and you're on a Social Security income. Well, now you lose half that Social Security income as well as you lose a tax write-off. So that makes it harder for your budget. So if you don't plan for those kinds of things, you know, if you don't plan financially to outlive your spouse, what are you going to do when you lose that income? Now, that is definitely so. My mom, that's what we face with my mom. Uh, right. the, the exact scenario that you described, dad died, and um, he did plan to some degree. Um, she did less, and half the income was gone. So it, right. it is alarming, and it's something that I think about as well and that we are attempting to plan for. But um, talk to us about what can we do. Um, there might be women listening now that, are not anywhere near 65, but it's still a good time. In fact, that's the best time to plan uh, yes. before we start. Yes, the earlier the better. Absolutely. But let's look at, and, and, and perhaps they will um, overlap one another, let's look at someone who might be 60 or 65. Is it too late for them to do something? You know, it really depends on what kind of finances you have in place. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of changing something um, to give yourself another income, but you don't want to wait until you're 65 years old and you've lost that income and then turn around and say, okay, well, I've lost the income and the tax write-off, so now what do I do? It's really hard to change that situation once you're already there. So the, the strategy comes into before you retire, Even if you're retiring at 62, 
and you're leaving your employment and you, you've got your 401k and now what do I do with that 401k or I have individual IRAs, there are strategies that you can put together to make those sources of income last for both spouses or that you can maximize that income when you lose one of the spouse. But once you've already made those decisions, you can't really go back and change it. Okay. You had shared with me about this concept of the value of a dollar. Would you share with the audience what that is all about? Well, I ask people when I talk to them about money, if you saved a dollar and it doubled every year, how much money would you have at the end of 20 years? And most people give me a number like, $500,000 500000 or $400,000, when in reality, the lesson in this is trying to teach you that money compounds and time is your biggest asset when it comes to money. And this is why I try to share with people, the earlier you start, the better, because your money gets a chance to compound. Like when you put it in a savings account and it grows in interest and it doubles and it doubles. So that dollar doubling every year at the end of 20 years would be $1,048,576. That's that a lot. It, 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 more than a lot. Uh, and even for those of us who are familiar with, at least I'll speak for myself, very understanding about the compounding effect. But still, that is just amazing, starting with one and ending with over a right. million. That is just, that, so this, that always blows my mind. Uh, This is where I tell people when they say it's too late or I don't have enough money, I don't make enough money to save. When you start when you're young, you don't have to have a lot of money. It's just a matter of saving something. And if you save something every year, like this dollar, and it compounds every year, doubles every year, you know that you can grow a retirement fund. But the longer you wait, you don't have 20 years for that money to grow like that. Right. You can't expect to have the same result. No, no, absolutely not. Nowhere near. But suppose someone would say to you, you know, I do have 250 or I do have 500, maybe I even have 1,000 um, or more. What difference, will that make a difference in 10 to 15 years? Oh, absolutely. Anything okay, that you put about away. That. You know, what, what might one expect? I'd like to get your professional input so people can embrace this, that it it really, even though logically, practically speaking, starting the earlier the better, but it's never too late. So let's jump in there. Uh, if they have, let's okay. say $500, what, just well, talk let me, to us. Let me, give, let me give you one that I can give you actual numbers for. Oh. And this is an example that's in one of the books that I use in my money management for women classes. Okay. And it's talking about procrastinating. So let's say you decide to save $2,000 a year. Now, that's not a whole lot of money. 2000 divided by 12, that's $166.66 a month. And you do that for 10 years. And then you stop for the next 20 years. Total amount saved is that $2,000 times 10, 10 years. So that means you put in an investment of $20,000. And at the end of that 30 years, that money would grow to $145,845. And all you saved was $20,000. Now, let's (laughs) say you do the same amount of money, but you wait 10 years. So instead of starting when you're 20, you now start when you're 30. 
And so instead of letting it go for 30 years, now you only get to let it go for 20 years. So you still save $2,000 a year for 10 years. Um, so now you have to save for 20 years. So 2000 times 20 years is $40,000. The value of that money at the end of the same 30 years is $98,845. So not only did you save more by procrastinating, you earned less. Mm-hmm. So in the first scenario, you gave me $20,000. I gave you in return $145,845. In the second scenario, by procrastinating for 10 years, you gave me 40000 and I gave you 98845 Which would you choose? Oh, that's a no-brainer, Michelle. <laughs> I would choose the first. Of course, but let's say you're that person that procrastinated. Ah, Still, uh-uh. $98,000 is better than nothing. Oh, absolutely. I thought you were asking so it's never me too late. Like A or B, but, but yes, I well, would definitely. We all, yes, we yes. all want to do A. We all want to do the best case scenario, but I find a lot that when I meet with women, they're in their 40s or their 50s, and they look at me and say, I haven't started yet. And... They, they instinctively just say, you know, it's too late. I, I can't save enough money. Well, maybe you're not going to save a million dollars, but saving something for your retirement is better than not saving anything at all. That's right. What kind of instruments do you tend to invest in? Where do you, where do you, where do you it put? It varies. Okay. I, I work with people with individual retirement accounts. I do a lot of annuity products. Um, and as well as life insurance. Okay. And even though they don't consider life insurance an investment, it is a vehicle that grows in cash value if you do a permanent policy that has the ability for you to draw tax-free income out of that policy when you retire. So it's a great source of tax-free income. Okay. Alrighty, as we begin to close down a little bit, is there anything, a message that you would like to leave with our, with our listeners today and for those who might listen to the archive? Anything, you say whatever you want. I would say make a decision. That's the hardest part in starting your financial future. Make a decision to start. Figure out what your budget is. I don't care if it's $10 a month or $1,000 a month. Make a decision and put it somewhere. And don't do it alone. If you don't have the knowledge and the background to understand where to put it, where to invest it, find a financial professional that can help you. And don't ask a friend or a family member what to invest in unless they're a professional. Ask for a referral of a professional that they work with maybe, And something to keep in mind when you sit down with a financial professional, most of us, unless you're a financial advisor, do not charge for our consultation services. So when we sit down and talk with you and give you suggestions, there's no charge for that. So you can sit down and ask all the questions you want. If you sit down with somebody and they don't ask you any questions and all they try to do is sell you a product, move out the door as quickly as possible. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. And I would like to recommend Michelle very highly. We, um, although we do not know each other personally, we are in a, a professional women's group. It's called uh, Women Owned Business Clubs. And um, 
that's how we came to know each other. So in contacting her, there are several ways that you can contact her. Uh, I will turn that over to you, Michelle, as we begin to end. The quickest way to contact me is by giving me a call on my cell phone. It's 209-743-2223. I also have a website, and it's www.michelledean.nylagents.com. Or you can look me up on Facebook. Okay, and her last name, Michelle is spelled the traditional way, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. Dean is D-E-A-N, and I thank you so much for joining us today. Very quickly, audience, she is also um, involved in another organization. It's called Women Helping Other Women, and I hope to have her back with us in the future to talk about that, as well as for her to talk to us about long-term care insurance. Until then... We are going to say good night. Thank you, Michelle, and good night. Thank you, Zenobia. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 